got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeff here, and in today's video, we are going to be talking about November because as you know, October was one of, if not the largest candlestick on the monthly chart that Bitcoin has ever seen. And in this video, we are going to be talking about how even that candlestick that set records might be about to be dwarfed by November's candlestick. As you guys know, Plan B has a price prediction of 100, uh, excuse me, of $98,000 on Bitcoin by the end of this month of November. And then he also predicts $135,000 thousand dollars by the end of this year by January 1st. In this video, we're going to be looking at a ton of different technicals, fundamentals, on-chain metrics, news, and more to bring you some information on where this market is heading next. We have a lot of content that we need to cover today, guys. We literally have so many notes to go over. I cannot wait to dive into it, but before we do, I first have to introduce my co-host, T.A. Tam. How you doing, Tam? What's up, everybody? I am present and here and very excited about price predictions today <laughs> because it's going to be interesting, but make sure to stay tuned for the end. I'm going to get that HODL trophy back. I've been holding the trophy for two weeks now. We'll see if I'm able to maintain it. But we're also joined as never, but as by yesterday, by Taylor Shrum, T-Shroom, not Tim's wife. Tim's wife is in the other room. The two different Taylors. Two different Taylors. A tale of two Taylors. How are you doing, T-Shroom? I'm doing well. Great to be here, and I'm uh, loving where crypto is at right now. I can thank some members. Yeah, heck yeah, let's do it. All right, we've got some excellent members that we want to thank for being members: Alan Carey, Jack Soneria, and Ricardo Vinyas. The alternative pronunciation would be Ricardo Vinyas. So I didn't hear it. I did not hear a difference. Was there a difference there? To the linguists, to the ling the linguists would have been able to hear the. Listen, if you're a linguist, why don't you read super chat? Hey, you know, Tim. Before we start, can you just Google Pablo Picasso's name? No, no, I'm not going to do that. You don't want to do that. You don't want to try and pronounce his name. I don't want to. Drop a one in chat if you guys want to hear me say Pablo Picasso's full name. He has like 20 names. I don't want. In case you want to see what actual pronunciation looks like, I need to see some ones in chat, and then we will be more than happy to do that. Guys, today's show is brought to you by Lux Algo. That is the indicator that we use. Every single day here on the channel, you're going to see us use it a little bit in today's stream. Cannot wait to dive into it. So let's just go ahead and do it. We are on my screen on the daily chart, and we're going to start with our bullish segment. As you guys know, we break the show up into three segments. We look at the bullish side, the bearish side, then we conclude with some discussion because we want to make sure that you guys are getting both sides of the story. We don't want to have you walking away with a biased point of view to the bullish or the bearish side because that's dangerous, and that can get you messed up in a trade. We don't want that to happen. We want you to be successful. It is our mission to help you achieve financial freedom. So with that said, let's go ahead and take a look at my screen on on the daily chart. First thing to talk about here happens down on our oscillators. You can see the bullish thing happening here is that as of today, that uh, Bitcoin actually has had a bit of a rally. Just today, we saw a pretty big jump over the span of just a couple of minutes. We're going to talk about that in a second. There was a pretty large liquidation event that happened recently. We're going to get into that in a second. But nevertheless, we did see a pretty big rally. And that essentially formed what is known as a, as a rising three formation. We had three lower candlesticks right here. And then we saw a massive engulfing green candlestick that followed. So we had a bearish engulfing followed by a couple of other reds, and then we had this big green engulfing candlestick formation 
actually a very, very bullish sign. Doesn't show up very often. In fact, it would be hard for me to find an example, but one example I can show you happens right here. Take a look at this. We saw a green, three red, uh, three red to the downside, then a big green engulfing candlestick, and then we continue to the upside for about a month and a half. Definitely a bullish sign. Looking forward to that. On top of that, looking down here on our MACD, we can see that the MACD is converging bullish on itself. That is a very good sign because it means that the bulls are continuing to take back control. Remember, yesterday we talked about how Bitcoin is sitting here in a kind of a holding pattern, waiting to see, hey, are we going to be able to take back controls? We being the bulls, I think they are going to. We have seen so many times the bears try and push us down below 60,000, and the bulls said, nope, I don't think so. We are going to not do that. We are going to bounce and rally because we are the bulls, and we are very excited, and we're going to be talking about a lot of that in today's show. On top of that, we can take a look here at the RSI. The RSI, as you know, is forming bullish RSI divergence. We spoke about this in yesterday's stream. We have an uptrending level of support right here, a downtrending level of support right here. And essentially what that means is that we are seeing bullish RSI divergence, which is very, very powerful news for the bulls, not for the bears, for the bulls. And you can also see we have set a higher low on the RSI at 55 just now. Definitely a good sign. Moving down here to the four hourly chart, there's a couple of other things I want to show you. First and foremost is the MACD. We saw a bullish MACD cross yesterday. We actually talked about how this was likely going to happen in yesterday's stream. And it did end up coming to pass. We saw a brief red, uh, cr uh, brief bearish cross right here. And then we ended up breaking to the upside. We have seen quite a bit of upside momentum over the last couple of hours. Again, there was a liquidation event that happened. About, I want to say, $35 million worth of shorts got liquidated. We, we saw a short squeeze. We're going to talk about that in a second. But for right now, just know the market is moving to the upside. And we're very, very happy about that. On top of that, the RSI has broken to the upside and has broken a local high. We had a local high here at 58. That was set back on the 29th of October. And instead of stopping there, the RSI pushed up to 61. Higher highs on the RSI indicates that the bulls are gaining more strength. That's what we want to see because Bitcoin right now is trading sideways, but we want it to start trading to the upside. I spoke about for the entire month of October how Bitcoin needed to consolidate. It needed to correct. It didn't need to have a big drop, but it needed to trade sideways. Guess what happened? It didn't have a giant drop, but it did trade sideways. It set itself up for a rally. And now it looks like it's going to be taking advantage of that that it set up for itself. With that said, we can also take a look at the VPVR here. Something very important to take note of here. This is what we call the point of control, this red line that comes out from the VPVR. That is not a level that I have drawn. That is coming from the uh, from the maximum. I will say that like a German. The maximum, the maximum of the VPVR right here. This represents that we, this basically means that we had a ton of trading at this level of around uh, $61,200. Man, I wish Bitcoin's back at $6,000. I'd buy that up. I remember when it was down there. We, we bought a lot of Bitcoin down $6,000. K. I love having that. But nevertheless, we talk about all the time how a ball sits on top of the VPVR. It can either roll down the hill this way or down the hill that way. Right now, it is rolling up the hill, not down the hill. I guess you could say it's rolling down the hill in the right direction if you flip this on its side. The point is, you're sitting on top of a hill. It's a very precarious spot to be on top of VPVR, and you're generally speaking not going to stay there for long. You're going to fall down the hill in one of two directions. We're currently falling down the hill in the upwards direction, which is a very good thing indeed. Taking a look here at the Bollinger Bands, we can see that we've actually broken bullish outside of the Bollinger Bands. We have not done that in a while. We only barely did it back on the 25th of October, and we did it pretty substantially back over here on the 20th of October. The reason that this is important is because it means that the bulls 
are stronger. This is another bullish strength indicator. Guys, we talk about the strength of the bulls and the bears in the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy quite a bit because it's very important that we as analysts understand which faction is stronger, which faction has more support. We have to understand which faction is stronger because if we try and look at the market as, hey, there's 200 million traders, let's try and understand what they all think. That's not going to work. you got to boil it down to something. The bulls and the bears look at it like a battle between those two. Right now, the bulls are winning. How do we know that? Because it's broken bullish above the Bollinger Bands. That is a bullish sign of strength. Strength. Moving down to the hourly chart, we can see something similar. And also, we can see that there was a bullish MACD cross that happened about six, seven hours ago. This happened around midnight last night, and it has been moving to the upside quite a bit. Now, we have plateaued up here as Bitcoin is instilling a very short term bull flag. I mean, I'm talking very short term. We had a big rally last night, then we're flagging out right here. If we were to draw a price target on this, I would probably draw from down here, not from right here. Then we can see that the price target on that just for the next couple of days would be 66,000. But again, we've talked about in the last week, there's been a lot of price targets. It's up there around 66,000, such as the inverse head and shoulders pattern, such as the cup and handle formation we talked about recently. None of them have come to pass yet, so take, uh, so take that with a grain of salt. But it is there if you want to know about it. Now, the final thing that I want to mention here, and we're actually going to use this to lead into some of our, um, some of our uh, fundamental stories, is what happened a couple of hours ago. I believe it was around 540 this morning. Take a look down here on the minute chart. Now, you guys don't see me go down here on the minute chart very often. I don't encourage people to trade the minute chart. It's highly volatile. It's very dangerous, in my opinion. But we do want to look at the minute chart here just so we can see what happened. What occurred at 533 this morning was pretty significant. We saw Bitcoin rally from 61,700 all the way to 63,188 in the span of just 16 minutes. Bitcoin rallied $1,500, 2.5%. How did that happen? Well, if we take a look over here on coinglass.com forward slash liquidation data, up until yesterday, this was bybt.com forward slash liquidation data. Thank God they changed that name because it's very hard to pronounce. Coinglass.com is a much easier uh, thing to pronounce. But if you come down here on this website, you can see uh, that in the last just four hours, $136 million has been wrecked in liquidations. Now, if you don't know what a liquidation is, basically it's what happens when a trader uh, goes belly up and then they get li they get um, they, their position get, is forcibly sold by the exchange to cover the money that they borrowed from the exchange to go on leverage. That might be complicated for any of you guys who don't use leverage trading. If you don't know what that is, count your blessings. It means you're innocent. And you're probably not going to get wrecked by leverage trading. Let's keep it that way. But if we scroll down here, we can see our total liquidations over the time of the last about you know, the last like seven, eight hours is what I have this set to here. And you can see this giant red candlestick right here. If I hover over this, take a look here on that tool tip at 940 this morning, as opposed to 945, these are five minute candles right here, five minute bars. In five minutes alone, there was 300, uh, excuse me, $32,610,000 worth of shorts liquidated. And by the way, there was also $15 million worth of longs liquidated. That's interesting. You oftentimes don't see both of them happen at the same time, but in this case we did. We can also see about five minutes later, another 12 and a half million dollars worth of shorts were liquidated and 12 million dollars worth of longs were liquidated as well massive liquidation event whenever that occurs it causes a lot of volatility you can just see in the markets right here compare this area right here to this area right here you can see that we're looking at the same time i'm just gonna switch this back and forth just so you can see that is the exact same market so that's what happened guys there was a big liquidation event 
it's really, really important that you have a liquidation website where you're tracking this stuff. And this is the best one I've found. We're not sponsored by CoinGlass.com or anything. I've never even, I literally just found this website a week ago, but it's really helpful because you got to understand why the market does what it does, or you'll never have any chance of predicting what it might do next. If you understand liquidations, you're going to have a lot of help with that. Now, back to the chart. Let's take a look here at another indicator of ours. It is called Market Cipher. I'm going to I'm going to dive in. I'm going to jive. I'm going to dive into a little bit of TA on it. Going to run through this super briefly. We talked about Market Cipher yesterday. A lot of things haven't changed all that much. Here on the daily chart down here on Market Cipher B, for any of our Cipher traders, you will be familiar with this. I want to show you that one, the money flow is moving to the upside. That's this line right here that basically represents the inflows, outflows of the market through a complex mathematical formula. We can also see that there is some slight uptrending mo uh, movement going on here on the momentum waves. We also have a green dot recently following a red dot. Basically, what this means is that this market is ranging rather than trending. What does that mean? Ranging means you're trading sideways. It means that there's not a clearly defined trend. It can confuse indicators whenever you're trading sideways because most indicators are what we call a trend indicator. Uh, market cipher is a good example. This is a trending indicator. And when we're ranging like this, these green red dots get a little bit confused, but it does seem to think that we have a chance of getting out of this range and moving back into a trend. What trend? Uptrend in the next little while. We can also see the RSI is moving to the upside and the VWAP is as well. Taking a look here at the DBSI, up here on the chart, we can see that there is a 13 on the bottom as opposed to a 12 on the top. Basically, that means what was bearish pressure yesterday, larger number on top, more bearish, turned into bullish pressure, larger number on bottom, more bullish. That's how that works. You want a big number on the bottom that represents bulls, big number on top represents the bears, and the higher the number equals uh, the higher the strength. So having a 13 down here, very good sign. Market cipher is looking good on the daily chart. Let's go ahead and take a look here at the four hourly chart. A couple more things to show you down here. Number one, the moment, uh, the momentum. I'm doing very very well. We've had a uh, we've had a uh, 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 a wave right here, and then we had another wave right here, and we've had another wave right here. These three waves uh, indicate basically that the market is entering. Uh, it's trying to exit this range and is trying to enter a trend. It's a very good thing. We can also see money flow has been rounding right here. Uh, RSI jumped up, and also the money flow and the VWAP jumped up. Essentially, what I'm seeing here is that about eight hours ago. Now we're kind of it's a little bit too late right now, but about eight hours ago, literally right here around eight o'clock last night this would have been an entry signal. Any of you market cipher traders, in fact, it would have been around midnight last night when the RSI started to tick up also. We saw a green dot, money flow is moving to the upside. We had uh, different waves coming to the upside, setting higher lows, definitely a buy signal. Very, very exciting down there. Now, let's go ahead and move briefly on to, uh, well, let me show you the DBSI really quickly. DBSI is also bullish down here on the candlesticks. You can see that there are a lot of very big green numbers down here that represent a lot of strength of the bulls. But let's briefly run through some different headlines, and we might come back to uh, market cipher here in just a little bit because I have some more stuff I want to show you on the hourly chart, but let's break it up a little bit. Let's talk about some news because some pretty big things have happened over the last couple of days that you need to be aware of. We're going to run through these quickly just because uh, I'm not going to go into a bunch of detail on these stories. These are all kind of just like headline stories that you need to know about. The first one has to do with Amazon. We have talked about Amazon potentially getting into the cryptocurrency space for a very long time. And here in a second after I read this, I want to ask Tim a question and discuss this a little bit. Amazon Web Services, which is what AWS is, if you guys don't know, AWS basically runs like two-thirds of the internet. They own all the servers and all the infrastructure, not all of it, but most of the infrastructure that the internet is run on. Amazon basically runs the internet. A lot of people don't realize that, and that's one of the things that a lot of um, cryptocurrency projects are attempting to rectify and remedy is by building this um, 
new version of the internet. AWS seeks a specialist to develop Amazon's digital currency and blockchain strategy roadmap. Now, you might think, Jeb, we talked about this like two months ago. Back in June, Amazon came out with something. Yes, but this is actually a different story. If we scroll down here, what you need to read is this. This past June, the company's employment portal said Amazon was seeking a blockchain expert in order to create business use cases across the decentralized finance ecosystem. The following month, it was revealed Amazon published an employment advertisement for the e-commerce firm's payment acceptance and experience team. Now, Amazon Web Services, AWS, is hiring a principal digital assets specialist in New York to lead the firm's fintech team. The job posting was published October the 30th, and at time of writing, there have been 26 applicants so far. AWS is hoping for someone with seven or more years in fintech's business development and an individual with exposure to distributed ledger or blockchain technologies. Tim, let me ask you this. Yeah. Is Amazon ever actually going to come out and formally adopt Bitcoin or actually admit that they're working on this? Or are they just going to keep doing all this hiring and, you know, not actually tell us what's going on? Well, it, at, the, at some point, it's not going to really matter uh, because their books, which are public, are going to be shown that they did invest in it. So they're going to have to tell us that they invested in it because their public books recorded it. So they might as well go ahead and say it instead of just getting caught, you know? Yeah, I just... Number one, I think Amazon adopting Bitcoin would be absolutely huge for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency because they all, people don't realize this. Amazon is the largest logistics network in the world. It is the largest distributor of goods in the world. And they're also one of the largest payment processors in the world. Oh, and by the way, they basically run the internet, which is what blockchain's built on. Amazon adopting Bitcoin would basically be a layer zero solution that would build the entire, they would be the foundation for the entire cryptocurrency market. Now, I don't like it that we would be so, uh, that there would be so much support coming from a multi-trillion dollar business like this, but the simple fact of the matter is it would be huge. Tim, do you think that Amazon is going to adopt Bitcoin at any point in the future? Are they working on that? I, I actually am going to be very surprised if they haven't already. They're not dumb. They know. They're not. They know what's good for them and they know, like, now, are they announcing it publicly yet? Are they putting it in really quiet places probably but they want to go with the future that's one thing about amazon is they're constantly moving with the future and updating mm -hmm. getting better bitcoin is the future investing in it and holding it to to have as at least an asset if not future currency is a must in uh in those corporate worlds one final question for you tim what do you think amazon adopting bitcoin would do to the price when it's publicly announced yeah Okay. Okay. Here's a great. Here's a great thing. Like you say, know, hey, on December first, you can use Bitcoin to purchase anything I, across the platform. I've been in. I've been in talking in chats. So shout out to Dylan Martinez. You know, he was asking if Jeb, you would post every time you make a purchase. And just so everyone knows, that wouldn't help anyone to know every single time that Jeb purchases. That's not the point of this channel. That that would just show you guys a flex. That would just show you how much money Jeb has. Yeah. But the purpose of this channel is to help you guys learn how to think for yourselves. Mm -hmm. But to his point, he he was saying, listen, that just gives me a lot of. Confidence confidence to know that someone's been in the market for that long does that in the same boat what would what, what why was elon and why was tesla purchasing bitcoin such a big thing because it gave a lot of confidence that's great i love that to the market so a purchase from amazon would be 10 times well, a thousand times more confident uh, confident <laughs> than knowing what jeb buys in and buys out at yeah. uh but but that's but the whole thing is even people think the way dylan does and, it, and they literally think hey i want to know someone else who knows what they're doing is purchasing listen amazon knows what they're doing if they buy bitcoin 
that means Bitcoin's about to explode. Absolutely, and I think it definitely will. You know what else should explode? The like button, guys. We have 3,000 people watching, only it's 460 true. likes. Come on now, we can get to 1,000 likes in the next three minutes. I am making a like prediction right now, 1K likes in the next minute. Here's why I would appreciate you doing that if you wouldn't mind taking the time, because the likes help to push us in the algorithm. It allows more people to see this content, and if you think this content is providing value to you, then someone else might find value out of it as well. If you don't like the video, feel no pressure to, but if you do like the video, consider liking the video. With that said, let's jump back on my screen. We're going to run through a couple more stories here really quickly. The first one I want to talk about is the Bitcoin stock to flow model. I have been talking about the stock to flow model for like three and a half years, literally pretty much as long as I've been running this channel, I've been talking about the stock to flow model and it's almost perfectly predicted Bitcoin. Drop a one in chat if you've been following stock to flow, drop a two in chat if you need me to explain what the stock to flow model is. I'm more than happy to take 30 seconds and explain what it is, but take a look here at this chart. Basically, this is a tweet from Plan B, the pseudonymous creator of the stock to flow model. And you can see the stock to flow model itself, these white lines that kind of tick up every time, that has to do with something called the stock to flow ratio. Stock to flow ratio and stock to flow model, two completely different things. Stock to flow ratio is created by no one. It's just a mathematical formula comparing the total amount of Bitcoin in supply to the total amount of Bitcoin being created every single X time period. The stock to flow model takes that ratio and then makes a price prediction out of it, and it's been remarkably accurate. You can see for the most part, over the last 10 years of Bitcoin's actual recorded price history, we can see that we've pretty much kept up with it. And right now, stock to flow model is predicting at least $100,000 for Bitcoin. And that's where we should be right now. But historically, we generally overshoot that prediction because the prediction is based on a stair-stepping pattern every four years with the Bitcoin halvings. Nevertheless, Plan B, and this is where our title for today's show comes from, does predict a $98,000 Bitcoin by the end of November and $135,000 Bitcoin by the end of December. That's a minimum. That's not his price target. That's his minimum price target is the way that's set. I think that it's very possible, and we're going to talk about that price target a little bit later. But for right now, I just want to show you that Plan B predicts and has been remarkably accurate for the last 10 years worth of price data. This model has been remarkably accurate in predicting what Bitcoin was about to do. If you want to know where Bitcoin is going next, make sure you follow this channel, but also make sure that you follow Plan B on Twitter at 100 trillion USD. He is the pseudonymous Dutch creator of the stock to flow model and a few other things. Now, one final thing I want to show you over here. Actually, I take that back. There's two more things I want to show you over here before we jump into our intermission here in about five minutes is this. Glassnode has been taking a look at something here called Entity Adjusted LTH Nupal. That is Long-Term Holders Net Unrealized Profit Loss Ratio. That's what LTH Nupal stands for. I'm not going to go into how this is calculated. It is relatively complicated, but the point here is that there is this band right here that Bitcoin finds itself in. And you can see this market, uh, th this article has highlighted the last several times that we were in this region. We typically don't stay in this region for very, very long. What we do typically do, however, is we typically break hard to the upside out of it or break hard to the downside out of it and take a look at the last four times that we were here. Broke bullish to the upside, broke bullish to the upside, broke bullish to the upside, broke bearish to the downside. I don't count that because the $13,000 rally was unsupported by the fundamentals. We got to 13K back in 2019 with almost no fundamental underlying intrinsic support, but at this point, that has changed. This 
uh, chart right here from Glassnode is basically telling us, hey, Bitcoin should be going into a new rally based on long-term holders. And by the way, that leads me to another point that I'll make about on-chain metrics. The number of people holding Bitcoin and the number of people more specifically that have taken Bitcoin off of exchange to hold in cold wallets has hit an all-time, has hit a three-year low. We have not seen this much long-term holding in many years, and that indicates extreme bullish sentiment over the next several months. That indicates to us that people believe that the market is going to continue to do well, and that investor confidence is absolutely critical for the market to continue rallying. Now, finally, there is one more story I want to talk about over here, and it comes from none other than Ubisoft, the creator of the Assassin's Creed franchise and several other games like Far Cry that you guys may be familiar with. Drop a one in chat if you've ever played an Ubisoft game. A lot of great products that they have, and they said this in a 2021 report. Ubisoft has been exploring blockchain since the early development of the technology, supporting and learning from the ecosystem through initiatives like its entrepreneurial uh, Entrepreneurs Lab startup program and the Blockchain Game Alliance as a founder member. They also said this long-range exploration ties in with Ubisoft's constant search for innovation and new ways to empower players as true stakeholders of its world. It looks like Ubisoft, which is one of the largest gaming companies on the planet, could be moving in the direction of using blockchain and trying to build something with that. Now, nothing's been announced right now. All that's happened here is that they've basically said in a report, especially in a uh, specifically in an earnings report, that they are looking at blockchain. But this is another one of those early warning signs, like what we just saw with Amazon, that big companies that have not yet stepped into the space fully, like MasterCard and Visa have, are going to. What's the point here? Bitcoin is set up for a rally in the next three days. For all of you guys who only care about what happens in the next three to seven days because you're a trader or something, or that's just what interests you, boom, there you go. We got the technicals on that. For all of you guys who want to know, hey, where's Bitcoin going realistically over the next three to 12 months? Boom, here's where it's going. It's going to freaking moonshot. How do we know that? We don't know that because there's no such thing as certainties in technical analysis. But what we can be confident in is my opinion that Bitcoin has an unprecedented amount of fundamental institutional support coming from these different corporations. And when they start working in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, the world is going to take note. Drop a seven in chat if you would be interested in playing like an Assassin's Creed or a Far Cry game built on blockchain. That'd be really, really, really interesting. With that said, guys, we're going to go into our first intermission here, read some super chats, and then we're going to come back into our bear segment in about five minutes. So stay tuned and hit that like button if you haven't already. The first thing uh, before we get into that, 3,300 viewers. We are so glad that this is your first time. Welcome. We are only at 995 now. My likes. like prediction was like almost dead on. Here's the thing. I think with before we finish our segment of Super Chats, we could easily be at 1.4 thousand likes. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get there. Also, again, if this is your first time or if you've been here for a little bit and you haven't yet, I'd, I'd love for you to hit that subscribe button. Come and join this team. Be a part of day in and day out. We're here every day, Monday through Friday. 9.30 to 10.30. If you love this content, please consider hitting that subscribe button. With that said, we well, hang, do... Hang on one second. Can I show them my screen real quick? Oh, Here, yeah. Here's a reason that you guys should follow my Twitter. Go over go over to my Twitter right now, at CryptoGem. Go watch this video. A lot of you guys have been asking about Squid Game Coin or whatever it's called. The video, oh my it gosh. Did you see... Did you, I, you showed me. Yeah, I showed yeah. you, yeah. yeah it dropped funny. from $3,000 to under a penny in one trade. If you want to see the video, it's absolutely hilarious. Some it's guy was live funny. streaming it. Go check out my Twitter, Crypto Jeb. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so screen. we have a new Jebi Grand Master. Woo! For those of you who don't know what that is, we have a membership program, and that is the highest level. Let's go! Rook Dwyer. 
Welcome, He's Rook Dwyer. A grandmaster. Welcome. Thank you so much. Adding his name to the Hoddle Trophy probably when when Smith gets back tomorrow. So, yeah. But I'm going to keep a note of that. We had a super, speaking of Smith, we had a super chat from him. I saw that. Saying uh, he wants to give his own price prediction. He did submit it. So at the end of this stream, he did? Okay. we will give our price prediction. We have four price predictions today. Oh. Uh, it is going to be interesting. So Smay is still in play despite being sick. Thank you for uh, tuning in, Smay. We're praying for you, man. Guys, all that, of our believers in chat, be praying for Smay. He's uh, he's still feeling kind of sick. Yeah. Alessandro the Cynical said, good morning from the gym. Crypto is important, but biceps, big biceps are importanter. Remember to eat <laughs> your veggies and exercise regularly everyone well i was doing bench and dips and skull crushers yesterday so i was working my biceps and triceps and chest and everything so you know yeah, yeah. how's your workout routine going tim uh, so you know i still have that jacked up shoulder and neck so as far as leg days love it you know it's great i did do an upper body kind of lightish slash rehab day the other day uh it was good it's it's frustrating especially when you're used to doing high level workouts and you're now working with small dumbbells and just trying to get that's so sad. Against. Are you able to bench press anymore? No, not right now. Man, that freaking sucks. Yeah. I've watched this man bench like 365 like it was nothing, and he can't even do it now because he's got that injury. That really yeah, sucks. But I have an appointment too. With, a physical, with a physical therapist, which actually is uh, Jeb, Jeb's family's physical therapy. Yep. Uh, I have an appointment Thursday night, so I'm Let's hoping go. within the next couple of months. Thursday night? Thursday night, 5 15. Oh, okay. Late, late afternoon. Anyway, uh, I think this is Ramin Rod uh, saying this. The way it was copy and pasted is kind of weird. But they uh, they said ADA is so undervalued. It is. I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. That being said, I also think it's completely underdeveloped. It has True. a big problem. Uh, big problem. Big promise. And if that promise comes to pass, yeah, it'll be worth 10, 20, 30 bucks. But that hasn't been built yet. It's being built. It's not here yet. You know, I think it's going to happen. I'm pretty confident in it, but we have to see, you know? Yep. All right. We got another one from Smay uh, saying, if I wanted to sell a billion worth of Sheeb, would I need a buyer willing to buy that much or sh uh, much Sheeb, or would it just be dispersed to a bunch of buyers? It'd be what you would do is you'd sell it down the order books and everybody. And what you would do is you'd sell the entire order book. Everybody who wanted to buy it. You'd sell it to all of them. So you'd sell part of it to one person, part of it to the next person, part of it to the next person. Yeah. That's how that massive flash crash happened on uh, on Squid Coin or whatever it's called, Squid Game Coin, whatever. Uh, literally, somebody went on exchange and dumped all of it, and it was probably the creator of it. It was probably a rug pull and scam. What, what I was confused about was I thought he was asking a billion dollars worth of sheep. I was like, Smay has a billion dollars. That's what I was. I was confused. Like, I was like, this must billion, be hypothetical. A billion sheep. He's just he doesn't. Yeah. He's not here for the money. He's just here because he he uh, loves the hey, channel. Man, that just that just goes to show up. you the loyalty loyalty at the crypto jeb team hit that like Gosh. button all right here we go we got more um one from a so we've had a member now for two months desert crypto who's a jedi padawan said morning gents great show as always coffee and crypto to the moon time to slay the day Ooh, thank you so go. much desert crypto did we get any ones in chat when i said drop a one in chat if you want to see me I, say pablo picasso's full name i wasn't looking at the chat dang t-shroom uh, were you looking at the chat you weren't? I Drop a one in chat if you want to know Pablo Picasso's full name. It's literally He literally has like 20 middle names. It's really just, funny. At the end of this stream, I feel you just want to say it. I do. I okay, want we'll to say it. it. I just want end. to flex my we ability to say this long name. We don't need to like manipulate people into... If you want to say it, Jeff, I'm not manipulating you're gonna anybody. It. We're going to do it. I just We're want to see it. if it's desired. Last one know? I have here, at least according to my records... Your nope, record. We have more. So give me a second. Mark D said, thanks for having me on the webinar on Friday, gents. Yeah. And the Canadian flag. So 
Boom. Was, yeah, Mark uh, Mark was on, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Canada Mark. is America's hat. Come Shout on. out to Canada. I've always wanted to go to Canada and go to Banff and everything. I am really looking forward to doing that. By the way, we just had some breaking news come across my desk. Ethereum just hit a new all-time high. Let's take a look at that chart, and then we'll jump into Ethereum. Uh, Ethereum. We'll jump back into Bitcoin TA. Ethereum is literally sitting at a new all-time high right now of 4500 bucks, And it... Ooh, we're going to watch this for just a second before we jump into our bearish segment. I'm going to call a bit of an audible here. We still want to look at a lot of Bitcoin stuff. We have other things to look at. But let's just ke- let's keep our eye on this for just a second. Let's see what Ethereum does, because I really think that Ethereum has the potential here to have a big breakout sitting in a new all-time high, 4500 bucks. All right. What we're going to do is we're going to jump back into Bitcoin TA, but I'm going to keep a hawkeye on this market. And if Ethereum starts doing anything, I will mention it. Tim, can you pay attention to Ethereum? And Yeah, what uh, chart do you want me to be watching? Uh, whichever one, just a minute chart. Okay, I'll go to the minute. Yeah, cool. All right, so let's jump back to Bitcoin. Like I said, if anything happens on Ethereum, we will look at it. I do see that. What's up, T? You're looking good. Oh, cool. Thank you. Um, Over here on Bitcoin, I want to look at some of the bearish signals. There ain't many of them. Got to be honest with you. They're actually pretty few and far between, but there are some. Number one, the volume is still, still really low. What the heck? Why is this so low? I'll tell you why. Because we're trading sideways. We don't have a lot of momentum right now. When the market is ranging... You generally speaking, you're going to see the market not have a lot of momentum, a lot of volume. It's not something to be scared of, but it is technically a bearish technical. So I figured we'd show it in here. Now, also take a look here on the four hourly chart good? on Bitcoin. I'm good. I'm sorry. <laughs> the monster's catching me. I'm, yeah. I got the hiccups. Um, this wick where Bitcoin was rallying, we had this massive upper shadow here about four hours ago. And then uh, we did have a big correction that indicated strength from the bears. But now Bitcoin is recovering that. So that note is a little bit outdated now, but I just figured I'd show it to you anyway. That large upper wig did indicate the bears were the ones in charge. And also down here on the one hourly chart, we did for a time have the uh, MACD kind of uh, plateauing here. And frankly, it still is. But just remember that MACD is still doing very bullish. Now, with that said, we're going to jump into some Lux Algo technical analysis. And we're going to look at this. This is not necessarily bearish, but I put it in this segment because there isn't much bearishness to talk about. So let's go ahead and take it my favorite. Take a look at my favorite indicator in the cryptocurrency market. It is none other than Lux Algo. And by the way, I just realized, Kelly told me this earlier, you can hit this box down here and just double tap that to bring up the settings instead of having to go over here into the gear. So that's pretty cool. Just pro tip for any of our Lux Algo traders out there. First thing to show you here on Lux Algo on the daily chart is that we are still surprisingly under a sell signal. That being said, this sell signal is likely to reverse if Bitcoin gets up here above uh, 36.65. And quite frankly, we could see a reversal and a buy signal flip at any moment here, like any moment at all. Ethereum and Bitcoin could flip here and we could see this buy signal come in. On top of that, take a look here at the trend catcher. We talked about this yesterday, but it's still green. Hasn't changed at all. Still very bullish. On top of that, we're still in the upper side, uh, the upper band of the Lux algo reversal zones. You can take a look at them here. We have these reversal zones up here, which are very important, and these bullish uh, support zones down here that are very important. We are currently in the top zone. That indicates that the market is very bullish right now. On top of that, let's take a look down here at our e, uh, at our oscillator, Lux oscillator. You can see that over the last couple of days, or even just in the last day, as Bitcoin's currently attempting to go back to four, uh, 64,000, Bitcoin is reversing to the upside, and we're seeing the market rally. Very good sign here on 
Lux Oscillator. Now, a couple more things I want to show you here is, let's see here, there's still bullish expansion also. I mentioned this yesterday. There's still a little bit of bullish expansion going on here on the EQ cloud. Very wide cloud. Basically, that means that we have a strong trend. We may be trading sideways over the last week, but in general, the trend, which is bullish, is still very strong. The wider the EQ clouds, not the whiter, the wider the EQ clouds, the more strong the trend. Right now, they're actually pretty wide, and that is a very good thing. Now, looking down here to the four-hour chart because we'll get some more information down here something has flipped that you definitely want to be aware of. We saw a strong buy signal come in yesterday, and this looks like it might be the signal that is ending the trend. In fact, we saw the trend catcher trade sideways here for a long time. And by the way, I've talked about the coloration of the trend, it giving you kind of the signal. See how this green coloration weeded out this bad strong sell signal? That strong sell signal got confused because we're in a ranging market, not a trending market. This trend catcher did not. But the other thing I can show you about the trend catcher that I haven't mentioned that much is that whenever it starts moving to the upside, that generally means that you are entering a uh, you're entering a trend rather than a range. We've been in this range for some time, and the trend catcher was showing us that because it wasn't doing a whole lot. But since it has started moving uh, very quickly to the upside over the last eight hours, that is an early warning sign to me that we are seeing bullish movement. Very, very, very important. On top of that, take a look down here on the four-hourly chart. Lux Algo, Lux Oscillators, uh, Lux Algo's Lux Oscillator has flipped bullish, and we actually see one, two, three, four higher lows on Lux Oscillator. Absolutely bullish. Very important. We're very happy to see that. Now, final thing I want to show you here is that as of today, we are also above the EQ cloud here. You can see it right here. The EQ cloud serves as a zone of support and resistance and basically represents the middle of the market. If you're above it, you're in the bullish control zone, the BCZ, and if you're below it, you're in the bearish control zone, the BECZ, as you might say. Getting above this is a good sign. It means that we are potentially leaving the range and entering a trend. Very, very important again. Taking a look down here at the hourly chart, we can see a couple of other things, namely that there was a strong buy signal that happened back over here on November the 1st at 3 o'clock, called this whole movement, and then we also saw that the trend catcher confirmed this. This is what I'm talking about, about using the trend catcher to kind of confirm or deny these signals. Take a look here at this. The, the trend catcher turned red at the same time we saw the strong sell signal. But then we saw this buy signal over here, and it would have been easy to get faked out here. But take a look. This buy signal and this strong sell signal both got completely contradicted by the trend catcher. So the trend catcher overruled them. It's very important that you don't just read Lux Algo for buy and sell signals. That is the wrong way to do it. You have to combine all of these different indicators together, and then you get very strong buy and sell signals. For example, one thing that you might have noticed is that we saw this trend catcher turn green right here, a strong buy signal, but we actually saw a green dot on the histogram about 12 hours earlier, right over on the histogram, on the Lux oscillator right over here about 12 hours earlier. Remember what I said, the way that I use this is I look for either Lux oscillator to bottom out and look for that signal. I look for trend catcher to uh, turn green, look for that signal, and I look for a, 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 a buy signal one of them is almost always going to call the trend, and then the other two will confirm it. And that is how I've been using this. This green dot uh, called this trend, and then this strong sell signal and the trend catcher confirmed that trend. But nevertheless, you can see over the last couple of hours, the trend catcher has been moving uh, quickly to the upside. And actually, we've moved so fast to the upside that we're getting up here into the bearish reversal zone. These reversal zones are amazing, guys. I absolutely love them. 
And this is actually pretty important because it signals that Bitcoin either one needs to consolidate a little bit here around 63,700, or it means that Bitcoin could just flip and moonshot right now up to like 66K. I don't want to put, I don't want to like bet the farm on that big moonshot, but frankly, guys, with Ethereum hitting a new all time high, I am watching it. It's literally sitting at all time high right now. And with the rest of the cryptocurrency market seeming to be trying to get out of this range and seemingly trying to get into a new trend, there is a good argument to be made that we could be about to see an explosion down here on the hourly chart, four hourly chart, something like that. Now, with that said, let's go back out to the daily chart and we're going to leave the chart behind for just a second. There are a couple of things that I want to show you that are technically bearish, but again, as we talked about with some of these other things this morning, they might seem bearish, but they're actually kind of not. I just wanted to put them here to kind of balance everything out. This chart right here represents the weekly crypto asset inflows, uh, flows, excuse me. That represents the amount of money moving in and out of the cryptocurrency market. Last week, we reported on how it reached, as far as I'm aware, an all-time high of $1.5 billion in the span of just a week. $1.2 billion of that was the ETF that launched. $1.2 billion went into the ETF very quickly. This is in the bearish story because those inflows have dropped down to a measly $288 million in the last week. Boo-hoo, am I right? But the thing you got to keep in mind here, and this is why it's important that I show you the bullish and the bearish and that I try and balance out our perspectives here so you don't get confused, is that yes, this is an 80% drop in inflows, but last week was an anomaly. Just take a look at the data right here. Even though we had an 80% drop, this is still, as far as I can tell, the third highest amount of in, uh, flows in the cryptocurrency space that we have seen since February or earlier. We only saw higher flows than, than this back on the 17th and 18th week of this year, which would have been in uh, April and May, somewhere around there, even though inflows have dropped dramatically, they are still very close to massive local highs. We had a ton of money flow into the space from ETC Group, uh, ProShares, Purpose, uh, 3IQ, Grayscale didn't do a whole lot. They did have a bunch of money come in earlier this year. But we can also see a ton of that money. The vast majority of it actually went straight into Bitcoin. There is so much money flowing into Bitcoin right now. It is absolutely ludicrous. If that doesn't call for a massive rally, I don't know what does. Because what makes a rally? Buying pressure. What are we seeing right now? Buying pressure. Why is the market not moved? I'll tell you why. Because a bunch of people that bought back at $60,000 six months ago are now breaking even. And they're saying, screw this noise. I'm selling, getting my money out because I'm going to go invest in real estate because it's safer. That's why we're paused right now. But buy signals like this are going to keep us moving. With that said, let's keep moving. One final thing. This is technically a bearish story. But again, it's just kind of it's kind of not that big of a deal. But I did want to throw it in here just for your sake. SEC extends decision deadline for Valkyrie Bitcoin. Bitcoin ETF to 2022. The one thing I want you to take away from this is the Valkyrie Bitcoin Fund is the company's Bitcoin spot ETF, as opposed to the futures ETFs that we've seen. You can even see the article details are right here. That is fundamentally different from futures ETFs like the Valkyrie Bitcoin Strategy ETF, which gives customers shares tied to a bundle of contracts to buy Bitcoin in the future. This is a very important ETF that we are going to hopefully see happen at some point in the future. We have not yet seen the Securities and Exchange Commission in the United States approve a spot ETF, but once it does, you think the previous ETF that got approved two weeks 
weeks ago was going to moonshot the market, you haven't seen nothing yet. When you're able to buy Bitcoin on a stock exchange through an actual uh, Bitcoin-backed ETF, and people are able to pull money off of uh, pull money out of supply, you know what's going to happen? Two words: supply shock, moonshot the price. With that said, let's go ahead and jump back into an intermission here, and then we're going to dive into our discussion. Yeah. Let's go ahead and read some super chats. By the way, just update on Ethereum. You know, on the minute minute chart, uh, we did come back down. So, but it looks like so we we set a new all time high and rallied up back uh, earlier this morning. Uh, and then we're now using that level as support. So yep. that price level, just so you guys know, is somewhere around about 44.79. Uh, it looks like this last one we touched on 44.97. We came back down, touched that 44.79, and now we're working our way back up. So Ethereum, again, is probably really interesting to keep your eyes there. However, just so you guys also know, because I'm tracking this, and I told you guys last week this is something to really pay attention to, just because Bitcoin isn't back to all-time high, Bitcoin's rallying right now too. You know, yeah. actually, the Ethereum Bitcoin chart uh, is is kind of moving sideways. They're kind of doing everything together at the moment. Uh, every now and then, Bitcoin takes a little lead, and then Ethereum takes over. But long story short. Both these projects right now look like they're being pumped. And again, the next couple of days for both of them is probably going to be really bullish. Boom. Uh, let's see. We got some super chats here. We had one a little bit ago that we weren't able to answer from. Okay. Aja, I think. Pre, predite, pridite. That's a, that's a fun one. Uh, but they, they want to say that moment when you start thinking about learning technical analysis and then you remember how bad you were at math at school. <laughs> well, the funny thing is... You don't actually need to know math to read technicals because yeah. you're not actually doing any math in technical analysis. The math's already done for you. That's what the indicators are. Now, if you had to calculate all this crap, yeah, that'd be a lot of math. I, I, I actually, I was talking with Jeb about this yesterday. Uh, so when I went through CT2A, just so you guys know, what's cool about CT2A is Jeb, Jeb discusses and teaches what the technical indicators are, how to read them, what to do with them. He also teaches the math behind them. But I told him straight up, I was like, listen, dude, I, I don't care. So for anyone who <laughs> loves the math, yeah, I teach how RSI's calculate RS. But over, if you stuff. don't care about the math, you don't. I, I wasn't a great math person either. I could still read technical analysis. I love math, and I wanted to go into astrophysics. So yeah, I, it, I'm it just kind of it a depends math nerd. on how deep your knowledge you want. Yeah, and and but it is there. We give it all to you if you want to learn it. Check out the link below. That's CT2A. Uh, let's see here. We got one from. Oh gosh, I was it, you know I started the game the day strong. Uh, the names were easy. I still want to uh, see you pronounce Pablo Picasso. I'm name. not going to even try. Oh my gosh! He didn't give a super chat. If he gives a super chat, I'll try. Okay. Uh, Somebody name yourself Pablo Picasso and then super chat, please. Well, that's easy. It's if you give the whole. No, name. put put uh, name yourself. <laughs> Somebody super chat with Pablo Picasso's full name. Go put it on Wikipedia and make him read it. Uh, here we go. Tor Ganashi Gaming. I I I like it. I I'm sticking with it. Uh, here we go. They said it is better to take profits on Ethereum. Or is it better to take profits on Ethereum to buy in other alts like mana or sand or take profits to ensure that I took profits out of the market? So I'm assuming what they're saying is should you take profits on Ethereum and go into other alts or take profits and put it back into, you know, fiat? I'm sorry. I'll be honest. I wasn't listening. I was super Ooh. chatting Pablo Picasso's name. Yeah. I, I <laughs> so you imagine. can read it. <laughs> Toraganashi Gaming said, is it better to take profits on Ethereum to buy into other alts like mana or sand or to take profits to ensure that I took profits out of the market? So... Should she, should she move her markets? Um, or I'm, I'm assuming he or she should they move their markets their their profit to other alts or should they put it in U.S. dollars? Oh gosh, um, that really depends on your current state. I really think that um, 
you know, it, it just depends. Do you want to take money out of the market or not? If you want to leave money in the market, then leave it in the market. If you don't want to take money out of the market, then don't take it out of the market. It kind of does just come down to that. So I don't re- I can't really answer that. Looks like we got a lot of people saying that you need to pronounce it, Tim. I, I know, but we got it um, in order. <laughs> uh, We're not you know, going back into respect, the discussion until you pronounce it. I want to respect Crypto Grandma. There uh, you go. Crypto Grandma. ADA Bitcoin or Ethereum for faster return. Wait, say that again? ADA, Bitcoin, or Ethereum for faster return. Probably Cardano. Probably right. ADA. Yes, the youngest of them all. Making sure there's no others that uh, need to be read. Looks like that's it. No, it's not. Oh, my God. It is not. Read it. Uh, Crypto Jeeb. Crypto Jeeb. Uh, <laughs> uh, gave a super chat. Uh, Pablo Diego, Jose Francisco de Paula, Juan Napop. Messino, Maria de los Remedios, Cipriano, no, Cip, uh, <laughs> Cipriano de la Santa Cima, Trinidad, Ruiz y Picasso. Read it, Tim. You tried. I know. You want to know how it said? Go for it. You Pablo wanna... Diego, Jose Francisco de Paula, Juan de Pomocena, Maria de los Remedios, Cipriano de la Santísima Trinidad, Ruiz y Picasso. That's how you say his name. Yeah, it's wow, close enough. Close enough. <laughs> I, I just I remember I'm such a nerd that in ninth grade I was like, you know what? I like this guy's name. I'm just gonna memorize it because it entertains me. That's where I learned how to speak quickly is stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, with that said, let's go ahead and jump back into our uh, segment here. Tim. Yes. Would you be taking profits here? Uh, no, no, I would not. Is because the. <laughs> I think it is smart to take profits and to enter buys when you think you're close. So take profits when you think you're close to the top or even wait for the top to come in and start coming back down before you take your profit. And I think it's good to buy either right before you think it hits the bottom or let it hit the bottom and start coming back up. The chances of you doing the exact tops and bottoms is very, very slim. And right now we are in the middle. We are not at the bottom. We are not at the top. Uh, so in the same boat, I mean, if you haven't bought in yet, I mean, this might be a great time to buy. But I also, I like the buying opportunity a couple of weeks ago, which is why yeah. I did it. Uh, but I'm not anywhere close to where I think I want to sell whatsoever. Yeah, well, I'm just trying to figure out why are we not seeing that? And this is something that I have a theory on, and I'm going to tell the audience again. I've already said it earlier, but we're seeing all of these institutional inflows coming in. And we're seeing just so many bullish news stories. We're seeing so much uh just so many bullish things happening. Why have we not broken all-time high again? Why are we not already on path to 98K by the end of the month? And do you think we're actually going to hit it? Well, I mean, yes, we're going to hit it. And, and it, we we are on track to it. Like, I don't know why people think we're not on track to it. Like, this is – we talked about this a couple times on the show. Uh, one of the things I love about the TA right now on Bitcoin, because that's what we're talking about, is that we came back down and touched the 20 daily EMA or SMA, and now we're rallying back up. That is a part of a healthy rally that I love, and it keeps us from having harsh corrections that make people fud out and then potentially end the bull run early. So that's, I mean, I, I would just answer, we are on track. It's everything. No, I, I agree with you. I'm kind of asking, I'm kind of asking, like playing devil's advocate. Yeah. yeah. I just, I feel like what's going on right now is that a lot of people, and I want your thoughts on this, and T-Shroom, I'd, I'd love your thoughts on this also. I think a lot of people right now 
are selling that got in the market at the previous all-time high and they're currently breaking even and they're trying to get out because they're scared and they're worried that it's going to double top again. Do you? Let's start with you, Tim. Do you think that that's something that's going on at the moment? No. And and I I went back and did it again just so you guys know. Every single time, well, I'm going to say every single time. There's only been a, a couple of them. Look at the history. Go back and do your historical analysis. Look at what we did for a top in 2013 and the next time we tested it. Look at what we did for a top in 2017 and the next time we tested it. We touch it. We flirt with it, we come back down, and then we break through it confidently. It's no different this time. We touched it. We actually broke a little bit above it. We came back down below it, and we're going to break through this time. That double top is not going to be a level of resistance. It's actually a level of strength for the Bulls to continue this rally. No, I totally agree with you. Mr. T. Shroom, what do you think? So the question is essentially, are there flakes, uh, more flakes in the market, you know, yeah. more more panic than there usually would be? Yes. I think so. I think, look, we just, we reached an all-time high, you know, just a couple weeks ago. And, you know, we're at a point now where a bunch of people have bought in because of that FOMO, because of the all-time high headline that they read. You know, they got their aunt to buy in. They got their little brother to buy in. And you got all these people with just really weak hands and they don't they don't know how to trade at all. Hopefully they'll come back later on once they've learned their lesson and sold for a loss. Well, that's and then, a rough lesson. But yeah, uh, for real. But I think that there is still some weak hands. Yeah, uh, I think but, so but, too. but this is even the point of that. Like I actually low key think that's a bullish sign for those of you who are watching who do not have weak hands. This man right here the loves it. Man. They dun, love dun. it when people have weak hands. And you're absolutely right, T Shroom. There are lots of people. Even in the office, we talked about this. Even in our office, I, we talked about this like what a week ago. Like a week and a half. When ago, we hit yeah. all time high, two people in our office were like, "Should, should I, I sell? Should I take profit now?" Should I take like, profit? No. no. Like, but but that's funny because like that's what people think. They're in the office with us, and they said so. That. So. What does the composite man think? Oh, a lot of people are questioning getting out right now, which means they're not doing anything. Let me let them get out, and then I'll buy up all their Bitcoin, yep. and we will take this thing to the moon. Mm-hmm. So even that, which I agree with your argument, T-Stream, I'm just saying like even that is a bullish argument because right now we still are in a, a place where, like it or not, the composite man is still in charge. The question is, are you going to go with him or are you going to fight him? You're going to lose if you fight him. Yeah. But if you go with him, you're going to make some money. You're going to make some money, absolutely. And then another thing I wanted to ask, go ahead, t- Oh, did you? Oh, cool. Um, just itching the head. You know, it's just so, it's so interesting. What? Let Let's talk about that. Let's talk about ninety eight k by the end of November. To do that, Tim. Yeah. Bitcoin would need, and look. He was right last month, plan B, but for Bitcoin to hit 98K by the end of this month, Bitcoin would need to rally. Let me see here. I'm going to go to your screen. Go for it. It would need to rally $34,000, 53%, and it would add, if just some quick back of the napkin math, like $600 billion to Bitcoin's market cap, and probably about a billion dollars, a trillion dollars to total crypto market cap. Is it realistic for us to see a trillion dollars worth of market capitalization flow in in 29 days? Yes, it is. Full screen. How so? Because this is what we were talking about on the show the other day as well, and someone did... Uh, oh, gosh, I forgot his name again. What's his Kevin O'Leary. Kevin, Kevin O'Leary is one that said this. Mr. Wonderful. He talked about billions, if not trillions of dollars from re, uh, from institutions waiting to come into the market. But they but were just waiting for the days? green light. That's quick. Well, I mean, you're right. That's a lot of money. Well, but but I also think there's been a lot of money being suppressed. And we've discussed that on this show. I agree. Too, there's suppression. There's going been on. a lot of money that has not come to market yet. And it's just waiting. And, you know, what if you got, if we read the same article, what Kevin O'Leary was talking about, which which strengthens your argument, Tim, yeah. is that 
that it's not just any institution that hasn't bought in yet. It's the Saudi sovereign wealth fund, which yeah, they, that's true. we actually don't know how much money they have. They've they got have. a freaking lot of money. A lot you guys probably you guys might not know this. The largest company in the world, I don't know if it still is, but for a long time was Saudi Aramco, which was a Saudi Amer uh, Saudi American Saudi Arabian uh, 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 private company that was run by the government worth two trillion dollars. They have a stupid amount of money. And by the way, the Saudis are working very hard to diversify their economy because they see the end of oil coming in the next 20, 30 years with all this green stuff. So they're trying to do that. So that's a good point. Sorry to cut yeah. you off. Well, yeah, I mean, so it's just it's it's not just like Goldman Sachs or, you know, J.P. No. Morgan taking no, these just little, a three hundred billion dollar bank. You know, it's just another. Yeah, bank. No, he was definitely not just talking about American things. He, no, was, he was talking about all over. And again, he used he specifically said billions, if not trillions. And again, I, you know, I, I think the answer is, you know, we had the answer to that question. I, I It's been a minute since I've seen anyone try to flood anyone out with uh, with environmental threats. Yeah, uh, that was what Kevin O'Leary was saying was the hold back. Uh, and, and, and it's it's also just one of those things like right now, I love that people keep doubting, you know, and I'm not talking about people on this chat. I think people here are predominantly diamond hand people. Mm -hmm. But overall, you're, you continue to see people like Jamie Diamond try to freak out the person who doesn't know anything. Um, you know, the cool thing was I, and I was going to comment on this earlier. Remember the article you read early in the in the show? And if you guys didn't see it, you can go back and watch it. You were talking about the continuation of we, the wallets and the cold wallets being stored right now and the, mm -hmm. the, the historical numbers of people taking their uh, their Bitcoin off of exchange. That, to me, communicates a greater and greater and greater level of education con continuing to come, which is also why I believe, guys, when we eventually do hit the bear market, because we will eventually, you know, there's no such thing as just continual up, up, up with no downs. But I think it's not going to be as bad as we actually think because people are actually educating themselves a lot more. Uh, there's a long, long, long way to go with educating everyone who needs to be educated. But people are realizing, hey, this actually Bitcoin is the future, whether it ever becomes actual currency worldwide or whether it stays just a massive asset to leverage things against and to hold and to continue to you know, pump everything else. People are realizing if I want to be a player in the future, I have to be invested in Bitcoin, which is why. If they haven't already, the Amazons, the Apples, the you know the the large industries all over the world are going to get involved because yeah. if they don't, they'll be left behind, and they know it. I just looked it up, and T. Sherman, feel free to weigh in on this because I know you have a, some stock experience and everything, and uh, commodities experience. I just looked it up. I don't know if this is accurate, but I'm being told by Google that Saudi Arabian Oil Co. or Saudi Aramco is worth seven point six trillion dollars market cap. Uh, I know that they went. That's I know, ridiculous. I know they went public this year or last year. Um, a portion of their company went Good public Lord. at least. I don't know. That sounds too high. That is insane. It sounds too high because. It's saying it has a PE ratio of uh, 28, which is the profit to valuation basically is what that is, guys. They have yeah. a revenue, of, it's saying here, of like well, what it, okay, so hundreds here, of billions. So here's a little, here's a little uh, insight on the. So Saudi Aramco is, until recently when it went public, it was one, it was one in the same entity with the government yeah. of Saudi Aram yeah. of Saudi Arabia and also the royal family of yep. Saudi Arabia. Yep. So all of those entities are the same legal exactly. entity until it went public. It gets a little different because it's interacting with the U.S. banks. And that's the point. Is that what you guys read? Because I didn't see that article. Are it, the Saudis, as in the royal family, are, are talking about and the government are talking about getting into Bitcoin in some capacity? 
Is that what Kevin O'Leary was talking Ke- about? Kevin O'Leary is just saying that this is money on the sideline yeah. and that the the man in charge, Mohammed bin Salman al-Sud, mm-hmm. he could potentially make that change because he's, he's proposed all of these futuristic ways to, to diversify yeah. their capital. Yeah. And he, he has, there hasn't been word. It's not like there's some looming headline. They just haven't said anything about it, but the guy in charge, the guy pulling the trigger, yeah. he's, he's put, he would lean toward it. And he also, you know, the bigger question I'd say is, would they make their own coin? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and the, true. the thing you guys got to realize, and we're after this, we're going to run into Super Chats and talk about our predictions. But yeah. Saudi Arabia right now is undergoing a massive, massive um, infrastructure update. They're doing all kinds of stuff. They're spending literally hundreds of billions of dollars on infrastructure. And they're trying to prepare themselves for a post-oil world because most of their revenue comes from oil. They're going to be looking for other commodities, other assets to invest in so that they can maintain those trillions of dollars worth of assets. Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is the logical next step. If we see the Saudi royal family start getting into crypto, oh my gosh, we're talking literally hundreds of billions of dollars worth of inflows. It would be ridiculous. It put that $1.5 billion two weeks ago absolutely to shame. With that said, yep. let's read a couple super chats and then talk about our prediction. Yeah, it's a 20 second answers. First one, Silver Surfer just said the name of Pablo. I'm going to read it. Go ahead, Jeb. I'm not going to read it again. I don't want to know it. I don't want to do it either. Come on, Jeb, you got it. You want me to? It, quick answers. Let's go. Pablo Diego, Jose Francisco de Paula, Juan Pablo Santa Maria, Dolores Mino Sapriano, Dolores Santisimo, Tonelado, Ruiz y Picasso. There we go. There you go. Ryan Hansen said, How do you recommend dealing with short term capital gains tax? If you were to take profits less than one year and reinvest, that hopefully a dip seems risky. Ryan, I can't recommend like anything yeah. to you because I am not a tax professional and I'm yeah. not licensed to give you financial advice, yeah. unfortunately. Sorry, guys. Sorry about that. Uh, Matt C said, uh, Let me see. It just disappeared. I don't know what Shannon did with that. All right, we'll move on. It's going to come up again. But Billy Bob's Fireworks, ASM thoughts. What? ASM thoughts from Billy Bob's Fireworks. Any thoughts about ASM? Just the letters. Nope. I A is the first letter of the alphabet, S falls way later, and M is right next to O, which is one of my favorites. All right, we're going to keep moving on. Spencer Nichols. An accurate answer. That is a good answer. That's uh, true. Spencer Nichols said, for the last few months, I have noticed that Bitcoin and others start making big moves between 3.15 a.m. and 4.45 a.m. on the 15-minute chart. In October, mostly on the 4 a.m. candle on their 15-minute charts. What are your thoughts? Well, um... I'd have to look at it, to be honest with you, and do some historical analysis of that. But if you can get um, – if you see a – if you see a trend, pay attention to it. That's literally all I can tell you on that. Yeah. I don't have any reason to believe that that is – you know, I don't, I, there's nothing really I can say on that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, keep moving on. Matt C. So he popped up down here. There is an unimaginable amount of institutional money on the sidelines. When they come in for real, the Bitcoin supply shock is going to be unthinkable. Oh, heck yeah. I honestly think we underestimate it. I agree, Matt C. I'm We're going to see note. a massive supply shock. And Tim, I got I to gotta, I gotta put you in the hot seat here. Oh, no. Because they're, they're right. M is not next to O. N is next to O. It's two away. Ooh. <laughs> You said M is next to O. Right. (laughs) It was a quick answer. (laughs) Sometimes when you try too hard, you you fail miserably. All right. Christopher said Verge XVG. Gosh, I can't believe I said (laughs) It's not my day, guys. All right. Christopher Verge XVG said uh, about to explode. Don't you agree? So have you heard of that one? Uh, Is Verge about to explode? I don't know. Uh, I haven't looked at Verge recently, but... I believe it's a pretty decent project. It's been a while since I've followed it. Um, honestly, I can't tell you off the top of my head if it's about to explode, but I, I think it's 
I think it's a decent project. Yeah. I haven't looked at it recently. You know? I, I have a question. Sure. So because of the the uh, the call out that they made on you, yeah. knowing that M is not close to it, who put the alphabet well, in the order that it's That's in. a good point. Where did the alphabet get its order? That is a question we need the answer to. Probably the Romans. It probably was guess. the Romans. It probably you know, was the Romans. When you sing the song, sometimes the N just gets buried. So, you know, sometimes it feels L-M-N-O-P. like M- But it's M-N-O. Elemento. 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 That's true. I always so think it's, of it gets lost in there. Elemental P. Elemental anyway, P. Crypto Alchemist said epic rap battles of history. Picasso versus Bob Ross. That is exactly where I learned that. Definitely go watch epic rap battles of history. I can sing the whole thing, but I'm going to spare you the pain. We're about to talk about price predictions for this weekend, but Smay wanted to donate and give his price prediction for November 25th, 90,000 Bitcoin by November 25th. 90,000 Bitcoin? Yeah. Did he say ninety thousand Bitcoin or ninety thousand dollars? Well, that's what he meant. Ninety thousand dollars for Bitcoin. Okay, gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Ninety-five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I know we just had a bunch come in. Simple Man six nine nine said, "Hey Jeb, still think Cardano will go up for the next few weeks?" Uh, I think Cardano is waiting to rally contingent on what Bitcoin and crypto does. I think that Cardano is going to be a secondary rally that's going to come after the hype jumps back into crypto, but I don't think it's going to start just for a little bit. Man, 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 man. You gotta you, you say one thing wrong and the chat just comes after you. Someone I know, right? Battle between Tim and the alphabet. Now you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's rough. I don't. Even, I ages. don't even have a defense <laughs> for it. Really, I gave you the benefit of the doubt. I thought you were saying like, yeah, it's close because it is close. It's just not it next close. to it. No, I just it was a you know. Anyway, M O P the Tim verse language. Who needs M? The thing Who needs is, N? you just gotta when you you just gotta move through. It, I was gonna know? say Tim, you don't even have an N in your name, but you do because your name is Warren. Yeah, so there's, no, there's the no excuse. Yeah, for that matter, yeah. there's no. O or double, or, but in or my M. name, in, so that maybe that was a confusion. In my name, the M is right next to the O, Timothy. Oh, so that's my true. brain, you know, that, I forgot that, your name was. That's Timothy, not a good not excuse. I, that's not what I was saying, but I'll, I'll roll with it. <laughs> that's, that's true. Now we have predictions, and we have them all in. So Tim this, versus kindergarten. <laughs> listen, guys, you know, listen, we do not con- we do not condone bullying. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. Be kind. You know what? I'm gonna just roll with this because I'm gonna win the Hoddle Trophy this oh, week. Oh, okay, all so, right. It's on my deck. I'm gonna right read. Now. I'm gonna read the top predictions and come down, and and we will. I'll let you guys know where we are. So the most bullish person in the four man running this week, and I, you know, here's what I would say. You know, uh, T Shroom is now a new addition. He is now competing and make this Hoddle Trophy a lot harder. He's gonna make things interesting. Uh, I still don't think he's gonna win, but. Smay is the highest with a $69,000 prediction for Friday at 930. Uh, we will see. $69,000. $69,000. Nice. You know, so I I liked my prediction before Smay did his. I didn't know he was going to give his cuz I said 67,300, which had at the time was the highest. So I was very confident cuz I love I think this week's going to be a very good week to be high. So I I like Smay's position. Did you just say is, this week will be a very good week to be high? That's exactly what I said. And okay. It's, yeah, All right. You know, take just, that. Just wondering. Do, just do checking. With it, do with it what you want. Just, uh, just checking. The next one. So after me, 67,300. T Shroom predicts 65,420. So Ooh, nice. it is a good week to be high. So that's why he threw the 420 nice. in there. Uh, and the last one, the lowest prediction is Jeb, 64,500. I'm happy to be the lowest prediction here. Okay, well, not the week to do it, but uh, <laughs> let us know in chat what you think. Who's going to be right? Is Smay with 69,000 up there? Is 67,300 nice. good with Tim? Do you like 65,420 with nice. Tish Room? Or are you thinking this week's not going to be great and it's just going to get to about 64,000 with Jeb? Let us know what you guys think in the comments down below. And by the way, make sure to check out Lux Algo. You saw us use it a little bit earlier. If you use coupon code Jeb, J-E-B-B, 
you will get 20% off at checkout and you will not regret it. We've had a ton of people get it. They're all giving us great reviews. We're getting emails about it. People are loving it. Something that I use every single day. Make sure to check that link below. If you enjoyed today's video, make sure to go and check out our Twitter. I posted a really funny Twitter video about, about, uh, 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 what was it? Squid coin and how it just literally crashed immediately. So make sure you go check out my Twitter over there. It's really funny at crypto Jeb. That's all I got for you today, guys. I will see you in our content later on. Before I go, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching as always. And I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MacV Media.